Welcome to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are Ken and Mark, the Home Talk Guys, here to assist with all things home and home repair. That's right. You can call us or email us with your home and home repair questions. Or, hey, just about any other question on which you'd like a second opinion. That's true. We have lots of opinions, <laughs> unfortunately, if you were any good. <laughs> hey, our email is questions at hometalkguys.com. Or you can call us at 615-791-7911. And you know what? For all you handy folks listening, the Home Talk Guys have a special contest drawing this week just for our listeners. Oh, that doesn't include me, I take it, because I'm not listening. <laughs> That's right, folks. The contest is all about screwdriver head types. With each passing week, it seems someone comes up with a new screwdriver head, forcing all of us handy folks to buy yet another tool to get the job done. And while we like to buy tools, for yeah. sure, even when we are working on the same item, like a light fixture dishwasher or maybe a lawnmower, there are always several types of different screws used. Hey, do you think the manufacturers are in cahoots with toolmakers to increase tool sales? Maybe? Well, I'm sure, sure, I bet. Hey, that, or maybe they're just having fun with us. <laughs> or possibly just using up whatever screws they find lying around the plant. <laughs> in any event, to be clear, a screwdriver is a system used to turn a screw. A screw head has a shaped cavity and protrusions that allow torque to be applied for insertion or removal. The screwdriver is a mating tool used to apply the torque. Oh, come on. Nobody, nobody talks like that. I just, hey, I was just thinking, you think the manufacturers are screwing around with us? <laughs> <laughs> hey, a screwdriver is used to screw in the screw, not all that other gibberish. <laughs> our contest is to see how many of our listeners can name at least four different types of screwdriver heads. The winner will get their choice of a $25 gift certificate to Ace, Lowe's, or Home Depot. And your answers need to be submitted to mail at hometalkguys.com. Let me say that again. Send your answer to mail at hometalkguys.com. No later than 11 p.m. Central tonight. From all qualifying responses... My brother somehow will draw a winner and will announce it on next week's show. Good, give me plenty of time, I guess. Hey, our next contest should be what is the most hated type of screw head? Oh, man, that's easy for me. The slotted screw yeah, head. Well, I hate that one. Hey, don't give away any more answers. Now they only got to think of three other ones. That's true. Folks, remember, email us your four types of screwdriver heads. Now you got to email it to mail at hometalkguys.com. That's a different email address from those of you who want to submit a question for us to answer. That's right. If you have a home or home repair or any other question you'd like a weak second opinion on. <laughs> oh, you giving the opinion, I take it? <laughs> Even if it's not associated with your curtilage, email those to questions at hometalkguys.com. Or better yet, just give us a call. Our number is 615-791-7911. Whoa, whoa. Curtilage, uh, we can't help with medical matters. Although I, I do know a good doc from when I tore some cartilage in my knee. <laughs> you dingling, you're talking cartilage. Oh. You know, that firm, oh. elastic, flexible, whitish, yellowish connective tissue stuff. The stuff that mom used to call gristle. So I have gristle in my knee? <laughs> <laughs> hey. I said cartilage. Oh. The area of land occupied by your home and its yard and any outbuildings you may have. Oh, okay, that's different. Okay, you guys, call us for all things cartilage or for matters of gristle. Call my mom. <laughs> well, the past week or so has offered up some 
Pretty crazy weather. Snow one day and 65 degrees the next. You're telling me, you know, I had four inches between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. And by the end of the day, it was totally gone. But it was so cold recently, I had to lunch at the Greasy Spoon just for the heartburn. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, you need to post a picture of that snowman you built on our website. Yeah, boy, he lasted all of about an hour. <laughs> you know, the, the, speaking of the Greasy Spoon, they have some pretty mean green bean casserole. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we are broadcasting today from our home studio here at the Lumberjack Lodge overlooking our bucolic little town. Yep, you know, broadcasting from Washington, D.C. last week was fun. But, boy, it's good to be back home where common sense is the rule rather than the exception. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, are you ready to see if we can help fix some things for our listeners? Yeah, you know, I, I'm always ready for that. In fact, we may get a call from Handyman Han. He's back home from the hospital. The hospital? Yep, he was doing some repairs to a gutter when the homeowner's kid kicked a soccer ball into the base of the ladder, causing the old ladder to slip away from the house and Han come tumbling down. Wow. Was he hurt bad? Well, had to have surgery on his ankle, but he'll be fine. Would have been unfortunate if he were in the hospital over Valentine's Day, huh? Well, maybe not. What do you mean? Well, (laughs) as Han was waking up from the anesthesia following his ankle surgery, his wife was sitting by his side. Those two are like oil and vinegar, man. Yeah, yeah. Are they Italian? (laughs) Anyway, as handyman Han's eyes fluttered open, he looked and saw his wife and said, You are beautiful. Then he fell asleep again. Mrs. Han hadn't heard her husband say that in many years, so she stayed by his side. (laughs) Yep, unfortunately, we often uh, don't say those kind of things to those uh, we love the most. Well, you know what happened? A few minutes later, handyman Han's eyes fluttered open again. He looked at his wife and said, man, you are cute. (laughs) It can be pretty humorous experience being around someone who's coming off of anesthesia. Yeah, I've seen some uh, uh, videos on TV of people got wisdom teeth. People photographed their teenagers riding home. It's pretty funny. My kids did that. Uh, This wasn't humorous to Mrs. Hahn, though. In fact, she was a little disappointed because instead of being beautiful, it was now cute. So she asked her husband, what happened to beautiful? Gosh, man, the poor guy just had surgery. I'm sure his mind is groggy. Hey, I don't know, but handyman Hahn told me he looked at his wife and responded, the drugs are wearing off. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, man, oil and vinegar. Anyway, give us a call with 615-791-7911 or email us. Your questions go to questions at hometalkguys.com. With any of your home and home repair questions, send them there. If you're entering our contest, send the answer to four screwhead types to mail at hometalkguys.com. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do an email now. Okay. Here's one from Randy in Priceville. Randy writes, I enjoy your show, especially the up-and-comer music you play. Yeah, the up-and-comer up and comer artists featured, uh, they play down at the Big Bucks Coffee House and Wild Game Cafe here in the Sawmill Valley, right. where old Clayton T is the manager. It's always good music. In fact, if any of our listeners are singers or have an unsigned band and have original music and you would like to be featured on the up-and-comer segment here on the Home Talk Guys, contact us through the HomeTalkGuys.com website for consideration. For sure. We love highlighting unsigned talent. Now, back to Randy's question. Let's see. He says here... I noticed this week that my gutter downspout is leaking at the elbow where it transitions from the gutter to the downspout pipe up against the house. 
I can't reach in there to apply any sealant. What do you suggest? Thanks, Randy. Randy, you are in luck as this is usually a simple fix. First, you want to pinpoint the exact area of the leak or leaks. Then you'll need to clean the area before applying any kind of fix you're going to use. And depending on how dirty it is, you could try to use some Windex or other household cleaner. Apply it, wipe the area dry. Once it's good and clean, there are several different products you can use to seal the leak. We've used Flex Seal in similar applications. That's right. It comes in a spray or a tape. If it's a pinhole or a seam where the leak originates, you may be able to spray some Flex Seal or similar product to seal the hole or the seam. Uh, I've had good luck doing this, but it may take several coats. Just be aware, I used some and it worked well, but I had a little trouble with the nozzle clogging up and I pulled it off and wiped it, put it back on. It seemed to work. And for larger holes or leaks, you can try the flex tape or, better yet, you might try FiberFix Rigid Patch. These patches are applied and then once exposed to sunlight or UV light, it hardens and can be sanded and painted to match your gutters. Yeah, and as far as the FiberFix, you can find more about that at FiberFix.com. Hey, we're giving free plugs here. Oh, that's for Neither sure. FlexSeal or FiberFix are sponsors of the Home Talk guys. I don't know why they're not, but anyway, we'd be <laughs> pleased to have them. That's right. Anyway, good luck, Randy. Thanks for listening, and glad you like the new music we feature each week. There's a lot of talent out there. Yeah, it's just too bad we don't have any of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our talent may not be musical, but we do a mean brain twister. In fact, were you able to tackle last week's brain twister? Oh, yeah. You actually came up with one that involved trim work and pirates, two things that are seldom used in the same scenario. <laughs> Always trying to make the brain twisters interesting and relevant. So let me reread last week's, and you share the answer. All right. Fire away. Hey, hey, hey. Be careful about saying that in today's woke environment. Did well, we you... have to be awake to do the show. What do you mean? <laughs> woke, man. Woke. Oh. Did you hear what happened this week to a little six-year-old girl with Down syndrome? No. What happened? Well, let me see if I can say the school system. Uh, in the Tredyferin East Town School District in the state of, of our course, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Our, home, our home state of birth, yeah. uh, the police were called on a six-year-old girl named Margo who has Down syndrome after she got frustrated and pointed her finger at her teacher and said, I shoot you. Little Margot was sent to the principal's office where her mother says it was quickly determined that little Margot didn't even know what she was saying. Despite this, Margot's actions were labeled, get this, as transient threat and the police were called. So don't jark around in today's hypersensitive woke environment or you may be part of a police report like little six-year-old Margot with Down syndrome. That's kind of like when you're at the airport and you jokingly talk about yeah, bombs and they stuff. They don't find you that know. funny. Wow, boy. You know, after hearing that, strike my last comment and let's replace it with, please reread last week's brain twister. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Here we go. Prior to his ankle incident, Handyman Han was fishing off the Florida coast. Oh, that's when, nice down there. That's right. When his small boat hit a coral reef and began to sink. Luckily for Han, there was a deserted island just a few hundred yards away. After dog paddling to the island, Han did what any good handy person would do. He built a hut, <laughs> trimmed it out, added a deck, and then waited to be rescued. Unfortunately, what he thought was a deserted island turned out to be an island used by pirates. Poor Han was soon captured and caged. 
The head pirate told Han he would have to kill him to prevent him from disclosing their whereabouts. <laughs> Han tried to assure the pirates, look, if you just free him, uh, he'd never tell a soul. But his pleas fell on deaf ears. Finally, the head pirate told Han he was allowed one final statement on which would hinge how he would die. The pirate said if the statement Han made was false, he would be boiled in water. If the oh. statement he made were true, Han would be fried in oil. Handyman Han didn't particularly care for either of those options, so he devised a statement that forced the pirates to release him. The question was, what is the one statement Handyman Han could make to save himself? Well, uh, that's a really good question, but I, I see several problems with your brain twister. Uh, First of all, like, where did Han find tools to build and trim a hut? And did he know and follow the local building code? And second, if those pirates knew Han very well, they would know he wouldn't be able to find his way back there even if he wanted to. Come on, Han, it's a story. But if it helps, handyman Han always wears his work belt wherever he goes. So he had quick access to a handsaw, screwdrivers. And although for the sake of our contest, I can't say what kind of screwdrivers, he had a drill, a hammer, a utility knife, as well as twine from his fishing reel. You know, and kind of what we were talking about earlier and seeing ads on TV, I think Han needed some flex tape for that boat that he sank. <laughs> Oh, well, it's much better now that I know he had these stuff. With all those tools, I'm sure he built quite the hut. As for the statement he formulated to force his freedom, he simply said to the pirates, you will boil me in water. This presented the pirates with a dilemma. If they boil him in water, that would make his statement true, which means he should have been fried in oil. They can only fry him in oil if he makes a true statement, but if they do, it would make his final statement false. The pirates had no way out of their situation, so they were forced to set Handyman Han free to go back to the Sawmill Valley. <laughs> well done. And if that wasn't good enough for Handyman Han, after admiring Han's work on the hut, <laughs> the pirates subsequently hired him to trim out their uh, fleet of ships. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> As they say, all's well that ends well. So let me ask you this. Did we have a winner? We sure did. The winner is Aubrey from Linden, Tennessee. Linden, Tennessee. I've been there. Congratulations, Aubrey. Nice work. We'll uh, be in touch soon. And although you are only eligible to win once every 30 days, we hope you'll keep listening and invite a friend to listen as well. Yep. Uh, we can be heard live in the Athens-Huntsville area Saturdays at 2 p.m. on WVNN or on the iHeart or TuneIn apps. Just search for WVNN. You can also hear past shows on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, or about any other podcast site. Just search for the three monosyllabic words, Home Talk Guys. So, no issues selecting a winner from this week's Brain Twister using uh, a fishbowl? Yeah, well, uh, if you're asking if I had any problems with the fishbowl, the answer is no. Why are you parsing what I asked? Did you use a fishbowl? Did I use it in what way? I mean, you know, I use it to adorn my fireplace mantle on a daily basis. <laughs> Funny. Did you use it to select the winner of the brain twister? Uh, that would be a no. Yeah, I may regret asking, but uh, how did you select this week's winner? Well, with all the crazy weather lately... Wait, wait, wait. Lately, the weather has been crazy as far back as thinking man can determine. Like, remember the Ice Age? Kind of crazy. Well, you know, Al Gore says humans are causing global warming. Or is it cooling? 
<laughs> humans do need to be thoughtful in how we live, but we will never stop the fact that weather changes despite what humans may or may not do. Don't blindly believe the slanted bunk some folks spew suggesting foregone conclusions as to man's role in climate change or anything. You always want to educate yourself. Okay, but you know, I really I really thought I could believe the guy who invented the internet would be right. <laughs> he didn't do that any more than Romney had to vote to impeach based on his conviction to his oath. They are both fabricators from uh, what I consider mendacious individuals. Hmm. You are making me question what news reports say. Good. In this era, you should always question the news. Now, about picking the winner? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, well, with the crazy weather, I decided to launch a weather balloon. And in so doing, I thought it'd be fun to insert all the correct answers to the brain twister inside that weather balloon. Then once I gathered my weather information, I took my shotgun and shot the balloon. And the first name I found on the ground was the winner, Aubrey from Linden, Tennessee. That's right. You shot down your weather balloon? You know, you could reuse the instruments inside. Really? Man, you know, that would save me a lot of money. <laughs> I've always just shot them down. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, agencies across, across the world still rely on balloons to help predict the weather. In fact, these balloons carry gauges to capture information like wind, temperature, humidity levels, which are then used to draft daily forecasts. I knew that. Did you know that in 1892, French scientists launched the first unmanned balloons? But they often traveled a long distance from where they were launched, making data collection difficult. So in 1936, scientists added radio transmitters to weather balloons to transmit data to the ground, eliminating concerns over how far away the balloons would travel. Hey, you know what, though? They should just shoot them down like I do. Oh, yeah, or not. It said the U.S. National Weather Service still launches roughly 200 balloons each day. Worldwide, weather forecasters launch more than 2,000 balloons Whoa. each day. Man. In fact, the entire time a balloon rises, it sends information back to the ground, often as many as 1,000 to 1,500 readings per balloon on everything from temperature to wind direction. Yep, that's just like mine does. Same thing. <laughs> well, as normal weather balloons ascend into the sky... The decreasing air pressure causes the balloon to swell up to 20 feet in diameter. After it swells to this point, it pops and begins to descend huh. back to Earth. Well, wait a minute, Mr. Smarty Pants. What's the difference between allowing the balloon to pop to come down and my shooting the balloon down? <laughs> the difference is after it pops, a weather balloon doesn't just plummet to the Earth. Instead, a tiny parachute carries it gently to the ground. Popped weather uh -huh. balloons... Hmm. And their attached uh, radio responders often land anywhere as far away as 200 miles from where they were launched. Well, you see, I don't have that problem. I'm careful to keep it within range of my shotgun. <laughs> I don't have to go chasing it no 200 miles away. Well, neither does the National Weather Service. In fact, each of their balloons comes with instructions on how to mail it back to the National Weather Service along with a pre-addressed postage paid package. Sadly, only about 20% are ever returned. These units are then refurbished and relaunched to collect additional data. Well, with that many, I, I can't believe I've never seen one. Anyway, I, you know, personally, I couldn't afford to pay postage every time I launch a balloon. I can't deficit spend like the government does. <laughs> but you can buy new instruments each time. Well, huh? I can't buy them each time. You know, as I wrap mine in the bubble wrap that I get stuff shipped to my house and then I can reuse them. But you make a good point. 
I'll have to run some calculations comparing my shotgun approach against the National Weather Services and their 20% return rate. <laughs> okay. And uh, you know what? While you're running your calculations, what do you say we pause for an exclusive Home Talk Guy sponsor? I think that's a great idea. This is the Home Talk Guys radio network. Be sure to check out our website at hometalkguys.com. Hey, and remember to enter today's contest by emailing the name of at least four screwdriver head types by 11 p.m. Central tonight to mail at hometalkguys.com for a chance to win a $25 gift certificate to Ace Lowe's or Home Depot. Drips here again for Color Your World Painting Supply Company. Today we are releasing a new product, a product so revolutionary the research behind it has been kept in our safe. But now that we finally found an employee, I mean an ex-employee, well, to be totally honest, a fired ex-employee who actually knows the combination to the safe, we were able to retrieve the research and start production on this amazing product. Now listen closely very closely to these two words, two-sided paint. I'll say it again, two-sided paint. Uh, one, two, three, sorry, three words. So if you're the type who likes to change the color of your room every couple years but hates the prep and mess and hassle, then listen up. With a little more effort up front, you can save a lot of time and mess down the road. Here's how this incredible process works. First, you decide on what color you want now and then what color you want later. So let's say blue now and pink later. We mix your custom color at our factory and then we ship it to you with an adequate supply of our patented wall gripper sealant. You put on one coat of the patented sealant then attach one of our nearly invisible pull tabs at the bottom corner of the wall. Now you put on two coats of your custom paint. That's it, you're done. When you are tired of the blue color, grab the pull tab and pull back a thin layer, similar to plastic wrap, off the wall. And voila, the back pink side of the paint is now exposed. You're now good for a couple more years, so just crumple up that thin material and put it in a recycling bin. This example would have been a great paint to use in a nursery for a baby whose gender is unknown. For Color Your World, I'm Noah Drips. Today I'm going to blow the lid off of an international manufacturing conspiracy. Just maybe the biggest fraud on honeydewers since the start of the Industrial Revolution. This devious act has caused contractors and honeydewers alike to spend too much money buying extra tools, wasting precious work time, and enduring unneeded frustration. The method they use is very simple, yet it has worked year after year. It starts in a faraway country, under the darkness of night and on a secluded mountain, in the basement of a medieval castle. Engineers from worldwide manufacturing companies meet there once a year to agree on one thing. That one devious thing is to introduce a new style fastener head. Think about it for a minute. It's bad enough there's already a slotted Phillips and Torx head. 
We also have an Allen square and star drive screw. See my point? Every new type of fastener means a new tool for everybody in any kind of assembly, repair, or installation business. Even most homeowners will buy one of the tools for the workbench in the garage. Millions will make it into Christmas stockings. You see how sinister this has gotten? Then, to raise the frustration level, they even use different style screws on the same appliance or equipment. Say you start to work on a dishwasher, grab your Phillips tip, get on the floor, and take off the bottom panel to access the electrical connections, only to discover that you have to get up off the floor. Why? Because now you need a nut driver for the junction box. Then the hose clamp on the drain line has a slotted head or maybe even a socket head. We've all been there. So today, Extra Hand Tool Company is putting an end to this age-old conspiracy. Our new cordless handheld screw head fabricator will make your screwing jobs a lot faster. When the socket-like tip of the screw head fabricator is pressed onto any fastener, it will remachine that fastener to your pre-selected style, be it Phillips, Torx, or whatever. So now, all you need is the screw head fabricator and the tool that matches the style you have selected. The time is now for all handy people around the world to stand up and say, we will no longer accept just any screw. This is Lefty saying, thanks to the Extra Hand Tool Company, the world is easier to fix. Welcome back to the Home Talk, guys. We are Ken and Mark here to assist you with your home and home repair questions. Or just about anything else. We've answered <laughs> questions on grooming, especially toenails, yeah. wedding rings, and even the U.S. Census. You can reach us via email. Our address is questions at hometalkguys.com, or you can actually call us at 615-791-7911. Hey, that's great. How about we give out this week's Brain Twister before we answer another question? All right, let's see. This week's brain twister goes like this. Mayor Chris P. Bacon was chatting it up over at Jenny Bobo's truck stop and country cafe when he realized his watch had stopped. Concerned that he might miss a late night movie with his wife, he asked Dr. Hertzum, who was sitting at the counter with his son, enjoying some of Miss Jenny Bobo's world famous Ooh. pistachio ice cream. Ooh, good stuff. He asked what time it was. Dr. Hertzum, in true Dr. Hertzum fashion, looked at his watch and replied, if it is two hours later, then it will take half as much time till it's midnight as it would be if it were an hour later. Perplexed, Mayor Bacon just asked Ms. Jenny Bobo for the time and hurried off. The question is, what time was it? Man, I like it. Kind of sounds like old Doc Hurtsum built his own watch. <laughs> He's a unique fella. Remember, folks, you can read this Brain Twister and past Brain Twisters on our website, hometalkguys.com. That's right. And if you think you know the answer, email your response to mail at hometalkguys.com. The winner, selected from among all the correct answers we receive, and my brother doesn't misplace, will <laughs> be entered into a chance to win a $25 gift certificate to Ace, Lowe's, or Home Depot. And for those of you who think emailing your answer is too prosaic, 
you can tape your answer to a new or gently used saw gear eight foot simple and intuitive automated stop by Tiger Stop that eliminates the need for a tape measure or a setting manual stops. Be sure the package notes saw gear easily attaches to an existing saw, offers an eight foot working length, and can position parts to plus or minus eight thousandths of an inch, repeatable accuracy. Hey, and comes with the eight foot measuring bar, power head, flip away stop, and carriage and pulley assemblies. Man, you can drop it off here at the Lumberjack Lodge. Just note that it's for Mark, not Ken. <laughs> you realize that's like a $3,000 tool? Of course I do. Why do you think I'm suggesting our generous listeners consider getting one for me? <laughs> Lots of luck with that. I know they missed me on Valentine's Day, so now will be a good time. <laughs> All right. How about we read another email? All right. Um, go ahead and... Fired up. Oh, uh, can't say it. Please reread another email. <laughs> Here's one that came from Beverly in Orlando, Florida. All right, my old hometown. Hey, you know, we just spoke of Orlando a few shows back. Great place. It sure well, is, yeah. except for the tolls and perhaps a tap water. I can't believe you guys can get better tap water. Anyway, Beverly writes, my husband enjoys your show, and for the life of me, I can't understand why. Uh, but he listens every hey. week. What? Uh, should we just throw this one away? <laughs> Why does she need to start off by saying that to us? Uh, you know what? Uh, perhaps, Does she really want our opinion? <laughs> perhaps she's actually listened to our show. Anyway, she goes on. Because my husband listens to your show, maybe you can help him solve a problem. Ooh. I wonder if this is another relationship question. Well, let's see here. She says, we have a ceiling fan with an LED light on it. Recently, the light started to flash on and off as if it was timed. The ceiling fan is only a year old. He took the fan and light fixture apart, but sees nothing that appears to be out of order. Any ideas? Thanks, Beverly. Huh, a flashing ceiling fan. Guess that's better than a flashing magic fan. <laughs> that's true. Beverly, we are about to help you understand why your husband religiously listens to our show. Uh, religiously, huh? I like it. Uh, I guess we're the cardinals of construction, pastors of plumbing, elders of electrical. <laughs> More like the dinglings of disaster. Now, let's answer Beverly's question. What religion is dinglings of disaster? Okay, sure. The answer is simple. Three syllables. L-E-D. Wow. Somewhat obscure, but my brother is correct. Most likely. The problem is most likely the L-E-D bulb. We suggest you remove the lens of the light fixture and replace the LED bulb. 99% chance the problem will go away. Yeah, you know, like all these new electronic things, there's little uh, circuits and stuff in that bulb, and they could go haywire. And by the way, if that's not the answer to solve your problem, we'll refund the cost of our advice, uh, which was free. <laughs> I'll be surprised if that doesn't solve the issue. Anyway, good luck, Beverly. Hope we've made a convert out of you. Well said, Father. <laughs> Speaking of fathers, you know, our traveling Mike listened this week as Dr. Hertzum, Sawmill Valley's chief engineer, wannabe handyman, and dedicated dad taught his son how to drive. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Hertzum is always interesting. Let's listen in. Son, son, wake up. Today's going to be an interesting day. I'm going to teach you how to drive. But, Dad, it's only 8 a.m. Can't I sleep in on a Saturday? 
I was playing online video games of death and destruction with my friends until 2 a.m. Now, son, video games are simulations. Driving a car is the real thing and much more exciting. Now get dressed and let's explore the marvel of motorized transportation. But, Dad, Mom said she was going to sign me up for a driving school because she didn't trust your driving. <laughs> your, your mother said that, did she? Well, I'll have you know I have an impeccable driving record. No speeding ticket. But, but, but what about the time you backed the car out of the garage with the garage door still down? <laughs> that was a failure of the automatic door actuator. I engaged the transponder, but it failed to react. But, Dad, doesn't a good driver always check the rearview mirror before backing up? Indeed, and, and I did check, but I mistook our white garage door for a snow blizzard. But, Dad, didn't this happen last summer? Uh, uh, hey, come on, son, uh, hop up and get dressed. I'm going to teach you about the three key components of an automobile. The accelerator, the braking mechanism, and the directionals. Wow. What are those? Well, get dressed and you'll see. Is the directional the thing you leave on after changing lanes? What? Who told you that? Well, that's one of the reasons Mom said she'd rather I learn to drive from a driver training school. <laughs> okay, son. Uh, look, before entering the vehicle, always walk around it to be sure the tires are properly pressurized and no objects are impeding your forward or backward movement. You mean like a garage door? Uh, yes. Uh, now hop in and buckle up. Okay, done. Your accelerator is on the right, the brake pedal is on the left, and your directionals are on the left side of the steering column here. Up is right and down is left. Is this brake pedal what you use to ride the bumper of the car in front of us? What? Why would you say that? Well, Mom says it's reason number two that she wants a driving school to teach me. Reason number two? Well, what's reason number one? Well... She says you use a lot of hand gestures when you drive, and she doesn't want me learning those. Hand gestures, huh? Is there anything else your mother said about my driving? Well, the only other thing she's ever said to me is, always pray when you get in the car with your father. Pray, huh? Well, maybe I do need to reevaluate my driving habits. Say, uh, rather than drive today, what do you say we go for a hike? Has your mother said anything about hiking? No, I'll go change my shoes. Sounds like Dr. Hertzum would fit right in with Miami drivers. Only place I've ever been where folks honk their horn <laughs> as soon as the light turns green. Well, hey, did you ever ride with Uncle Ken? He would always ride the bumper of the car in front of him. <laughs> Maybe it's an engineer thing. I don't know. Hey, what do you say we take another break for a word from an exclusive Home Talk Guy sponsor? Well, one other thing. I bet you Uncle Ken, being an un uh, engineer and a little thrifty, he probably thought drafting would save his fuel economy. <laughs> hey, by the way, we will take that Home Talk Guy's exclusive sponsor break now. This is the Home Talk Guy's radio network. Be sure to email us your response to our contest by 11 p.m. Central tonight. We need the name of at least four different screwdriver heads. Email those to mail at hometalkguys.com for a chance to win a $25 gift certificate. We'll be right back after this message. 
tired of those dirty, stinky, gross, portable toilets on your job site? Is it time for a switch? Got to go Incorporated is the number one company in the business for on-site sanitary facilities. If you are looking for a better experience, then rent the luxury edition of our Go Now Model P. This model comes fully equipped. It has a built-in biomass converter that provides fuel for an exhaust fan, a sound system, and in colder climates, it also provides a heated seat. The Go Now Model P also comes with factory-installed dry erase boards. This allows for easy cleaning of those statements left behind by the great thinkers. Markers are included. The totally enclosed waterproof magazine rack will protect all reading material from any accidental splashing. Opening and closing of the door activates a mist of antibacterial and air freshening liquid. Now, two of our most important features are, one, the patented endless roll, so you are never left in an uncomfortable situation. Don't ask how that's possible, because I don't have a clue. And number two, that in the very rare case, the interior of the got to go Model P should become uninhabitable or exceptionally gross, the door will automatically lock and a red light will come on. This lockdown continues until a service crew arrives. Please do not be inside when this occurs. So now call got to go Incorporated to schedule delivery of your Go Now Model P and feel the relief that comes with using the best on-site toilet available. That's it from got to go Incorporated. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are Ken and Mark, the Home Talk Guys, here to answer all your home and home repair questions. It's time for a treat. Treat? Man, did you bake cookies? (laughs) No, it's tip of the week time, the time when my satient brother distills his years of experience, knowledge, and research from among leading periodicals and doctor veterinary offices and fitness centers to share with our listeners some words of handyman advice. Okie dokie. Am I allowed to say okie dokie? (laughs) Hey, I've got lots to distill today. This week's tip of the week deals with decluttering the home. As hints of spring are showing up, well, trying to show up. You know, I just passed some daffodils in full bloom today. That's right. Well, now is a great time to look around the curtilage with an eye toward decluttering. Hey, good use of the word curtilage. Yeah, gristle. No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> okay, boiled down, we recommend you walk around with an eye trained on three categories. Keep, toss, or store. KTS, keep, toss, store. Everything except for the kids, that is. Well, you know, they'd likely be in the keep category. Although, although toss may cross some folks' mind. <laughs> I'd know where I'd put your limited supply of dress clothes. Hey, they're classics. I'm not tossing any of them. I was thinking of a fourth category in your case, like Smithsonian. Uh, Do they have storage (laughs) space there? Hey, look, coming from a guy with a three-bay garage in which he can't fit a car, I'd be careful about pointing the finger at others, mess. <laughs> but I can't fit motorcycles. You know, a man has to have priorities. Yeah, well, let's see if your wife feels differently. Anyway, anything you label as toss, move into a location where it occupies valuable space. This way you'll be more likely to actually toss it 
whether it's taking it to Goodwill, some other charity, or, hey, sell it online. Of course, junk should be quickly tossed into the trash or recycling if it can be recycled. That's right, and a lot of things can be recycled. Anything labeled as store should be promptly indexed with a description and storage location and then stored out of the way. Keep in mind, not everything is good to store in the attic. I learned that. Heat-sensitive items won't do well in unconditioned spaces, and any storage area is ripe for vermin. So have a plan to keep that out, especially moths and mice. Yep, and finally, anything you're keeping should be placed in the proper location. To make this exercise easier, we recommend doing one room or section of your property at a time. You don't want to be overwhelmed. It may sound like an easy exercise, but it can take some time. Boy, you know what? That's so true. I struggle with just woodworking catalogs, many I haven't used in several years. But each time I go to toss them, I think, but what if I need this later? (laughs) Well, I can give you a hint. They'll probably send you another one. (laughs) They keep coming. Hey, but it can be even harder when we think of something as potentially sentimental. Oh, man, that's true. Uh, You you know, I built some furniture for my kids when they were young, and we've saved uh, all those pieces (laughs) for years thinking the kids would want them when when they got older, but they don't. Yet it's still hard for me to put them in the toss pile. Yeah, well, I think you've clearly got mom's DNA on that. I don't know (laughs) if you remember when we cleaned out our parents' house, my mom had saved stuff of ours from forever that we just really didn't want. Anyway, Decluttering is something we need to do periodically or it will build up too much. That's right. And before spring hits with all its wonderful outdoor to-do list, now is the time to declutter. And it might make you some spending cash, too. My wife has done a good job of selling off things we no longer need. Keep, toss, or store. Good tips. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'll put these principles to work on my office here at the lodge. I think you tend to fall in more along the lines of designer Ivanta Egon's minimalist mantra. Hey, hey. speaking of Ivanta Egon, our traveling Mike listened in while she made a visit to a couple right here in the Sawmill Valley. Great. Let's listen in and see if we can pick up a few design tips. Miss Egon, it's an honor to have you in our home. We have read so much about your design awards. You're a true master. We look forward to seeing your work. Thank you, darling. Here it is. This is our family room. It's been a special place for family gatherings for more than 20 years, but it's time for an update. Yes, special. I see. It is almost um, suffocating. And what are those ghastly paintings? On paper plates, even. Oh, those are handprints done by our children when they were in kindergarten. They're precious to us. Yeah, but your children have matured, and you must too. We will get rid of them. And these? What? Ah, those are my high school and college graduation rings. I worked hard to earn those. Yeah, good for you. I want them gone. Gone? Darling. Great design is minimalistic. Bauhaus. Form follows function. Less is more, and more is too much. That is great design. Do you understand? 
Not really. We've never hired an interior designer before. We tried to find pictures of your final designs, but we weren't able to. All the articles we read about you contain pictures of barren, cold, new construction before you decorated. Cold and barren. You are too kind. Oh, my darling. Those pictures showcase my work. Each a striking example of minimalist design. You must free yourselves from the excessive and overly decorative and focus on raw material and brutal simplicity. There was definitely raw material in the pictures we saw. Unfinished drywall, concrete floors, and a single light bulb dangling from the ceiling. John joked it looked like an interrogation room. (laughs) (laughs) Charming. I have been in interrogation room for many hours. They have no design. Two chairs and a table. It is too much. Great design juxtaposes the raw and brutal to make beauty that defies words. (gasps) Yeah, raw and brutal. (sighs) They remind me of my Boris. Excuse me? Oh, never mind. We will remove all the furniture and place a single wooden chair in the corner of the room. There. That will beckon. Come, sit here. A single chair, but we saved for years to buy this full-grain leather seating, and it's so comfortable. Comfort? (laughs) In Russia, we have a saying, pain is good. You must trust me. Remember, raw and brutal. Let go of comfort. It is pain that motivates. What? Pain? A single wooden chair in a family room? But where will we all sit? I am not concerned with such questions. I am an interior designer. Oh my, what have we done? Now wait a minute, Miss Egon. We hired you because you want awards for your work. Surely you must consider your client's needs and vision when developing your design. Have I asked you about your needs or vision? No. Good. I will design for you and you will like it. It will be magnificent. But... But... Enough. What is this? That's an urn with my grandfather. Not needed. Look here. We hired you to redesign our family room, a place where our family gathers to enjoy each other's company and relax, and you are destroying it. Small cat. Excuse me? Silence. My design will bring you peace. That is what the soul longs for. I will be back soon. Prochet. Pro what? Prochet. Russian, goodbye. Oh, John, we made a terrible mistake. You have to tell her. Tell her? She doesn't listen. And her Boris likes brutality. And she likes pain. She is nuts. Well, maybe she is right. Maybe our souls long for peace. I mean, I like peace. Are you crazy? No, I'm just scared. Now, come on, let's get all this stuff in the garage before she comes back and makes us throw it away. I'll start vacuuming up your grandfather. 
minimalist for sure, perhaps a little over the top. I mean, an urn? <laughs> yeah. You know, she makes even me look like a hoarder. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that show on TV, Hoarders. I haven't, but I've heard but about boy, it. But, boy, talk about needing to declutter. It is unbelievable what these people get into. I think mom might have been a, a precursor to You know what, story. though? After you watch that show, you won't think mom was so bad. And we used to think she was. But these people, unbelievable. Anyway, what's going on? Hey, did you hear about the new employee over at Rainmaker Roofing? Nope, haven't heard anything. What's going on? Well, apparently Angel, you know, the superintendent, got a little upset at a new employee. Man, I wonder why that is. Angel's a pretty level-headed guy. It's generally true, although according to Angel, he hired a new guy from New York City, and this was his first week on the job. Apparently, after reviewing job expectations, Angel put the new guy to work and decided he'd watch him for a while to be sure he was up to par. Well, that makes sense. You got a new employee. You don't know how good a job they're going to do, so what got him bent all out of joint? Well, Angel said he watched the new guy pound in a nail, then pick up another. When he picked up the new nail, he was holding it upside down. The guy looked at it and then threw it away. He then picked up another nail, right side up this time, and pounded it in. Then another upside down and threw it away. He was throwing away so many nails that he was holding upside down that Angel finally came over and asked him what the heck he was doing. How come you're throwing away all these nails, Angel asked the new guy. Um, let me guess, were they all bent? No, check this out. The new guy told Angel he threw them away because they were upside down. <laughs> Angel looked at the new employee in disbelief. Then, after a moment, Angel said, You idiot, save those for the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, and you say I make up stories. I want to see where the facts are in this. There's one glaring difference between my stories and yours. Yeah, you pretend yours are true. No, mine are actually funny. <laughs> sure, like uh, the Chuck George Norris joke about being president? Hey, we don't joke about Chuck Norris. You know, he counted to infinity three times. <laughs> don't joke, huh? Well, Chuck Norris could strangle you with a cordless phone. <laughs> All right, that's enough. We, we have trouble getting <laughs> listeners as it is. Don't we have some more emails to answer? We sure do. We also have word and quote of the week and the up-and-comer. Let's see. Here's an email from Gabby. From Gabby? <laughs> Boy, I like it. It's a name that says, I like to talk. Hey, Gabby writes, uh, I just turned 18, and this will be my first presidential election. My parents have told me to carefully study the candidates, but I've also heard them talking about you guys before, and they said you were good about being factual and impartial with a constitutional focus. <laughs> As we told our listeners before, question everything you hear. <laughs> wow, they said that about us. I'm going to have to start listening to our show. <laughs> Maybe I could learn something. <laughs> you ding a Gabby concludes, other than studying the candidates, do you guys have any advice for a first-time voter? Thanks, Gabby from Odessa, Texas. What a kid. She's actually showing great care in the exercise of her franchise right. She's a model. Many could follow for sure. Yeah, I still, for some reason, am still amazed that large numbers of voters cast their ballots based on candidates' gender, color, or puffery, rather than studying the facts and weighing them against the fundamental principles of this country. Hmm. Puffery, huh? Yeah. Uh, hey, Gabby, you are wise beyond years. We applaud your efforts to be an informed voter and hope that will never change. That is for sure. Let's see, the first bit of advice I would give Gabby is to study what the candidates say and weigh their statements against what you know are facts. For example, 
I remember when I heard Barack Obama pitch what's called Obamacare, but more appropriately the PPACA, that that would lower premiums. I knew that wasn't possible. When you standardize premiums that attract a large number of increased uh, users, you lose control of the related health care adjustments. So rather than the person with pre-existing conditions or those who have gone without care for many years paying a higher premium, those costs are spread among all of us. More health care means more cost, and someone has to pay it. So ask yourself, does what the candidates say actually make sense? Yeah, that's, that's a good, good point there. Now, look at Mitt Romney. When he was governor, he held certain beliefs that played to voters. Then when he ran for president, some of those beliefs changed, and coincidentally, his voting audience changed. All right. Gabby, I suspect you will likely go to college based on how sharp you seem. The fact is, we can't and shouldn't have free college education for all. Ideas like that far exceed the purpose and scope of the federal government. Remember, the federal government was initially intended to be limited in scope. Our founding fathers had recently broken away from a powerful central government. The last thing they wanted is to go back and create one. Unfortunately, the misguided or misinformed or both judges, politicians, and citizens have watered down many of the founding principles. Freedom, Gabby, is a wonderful thing. Don't give it away to politicians in Washington. Gabby, it's really good to see you're interested in voting, and hopefully you can talk to people in your age group and get them interested in looking into the facts and voting also. Gabby, our collective hats are off to you. Your efforts today will impact your future. Thanks for taking the right to vote seriously. Man, a home show talking politics. Hmm. (laughs) We talk common sense and facts. Now, what do you say we lighten things up a a bit? Did you catch the up-and-comer at Big Bucks Coffee House and Wild Game Cafe this week? No. Hey, but did you know Chuck Norris can kick a cyclops between the eye? <laughs> Enough nonsense. Let's give a listen to this week's up-and-comer. I got a honky-tonk fever burning in my soul. I'm a lover of country and rock and roll. I'm a petticoat chaser, a juke joint jack, a freewheeling man, that's a natural fact. My blood starts to boil when that sun goes down. Daddy, hide your daughters, I'm a coming to town. I like to waltz a little bit, twist and shout, give them honky tonk queenies a world about. I kiss them and dismiss them with a tail to tell. I like a rockin' with an angel while I'm raising hell. I'm a fun-loving man, nothing gets me down. Daddy, hide your daughters, I'm a coming to town. I'm a coming to town. 
Another outstanding toe-tapper. Big Bucks and old Clayton Key can find the talent. He sure can. And if any of our listeners are or know an up-and-comer with an original song to feature on our up-and-coming segment, contact us through our website, hometalkguys.com, for consideration. You know, a critical part of the home is us. And with all the concerns about the coronavirus, let's take a minute and look at some of the guidance from the CDC. And that is, avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. Stay home if you're sick. Don't go to work. Don't go shopping. Don't go socializing. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Then throw the tissue in the trash. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces. You can use uh, any regular household cleaning spray or wipe. And remember, the CDC does not recommend people who are well wear face masks. They do recommend people who are feeling somewhat sick or showing symptoms to wear a face mask. This recommendation is made to try and help those who are well from getting sick. As always, the Home Talk guys are all about staying healthy, aware, and educated. You know, until things calm down... What do you say we make the new greeting a simple fist bump? Yeah, you know, it's really been nice doing the show from back here at the Lumberjack Lodge. You know, I wonder if Chuck Norris had a foot in felling these logs. (laughs) You just can't stop with the Chuck Norris jokes, huh? Well, on that note, what do you say we sign off for this week's show? As always, folks, thanks for listening. We hope you've learned a little, maybe laughed a little, and tell a friend to listen next Saturday for another edition of the Home Talk Guys radio show, home of the Honeydew Eradication Association. And remember, this is very important. Email us your list of four screwdriver head names to mail at hometalkguys.com before 11 p.m. Central tonight. For a chance to win a $25 gift certificate to Ace Lowe's or Home Depot. And join us again next Saturday at 2 p.m. on WVNN.com or by using the iHeart or TuneIn app and searching for WVNN. You can also check out past shows on Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and most other podcast sites. Just search for the three monosyllabic words Home Talk Guys. Thanks again. Now, let's go out and do some good. Yo, good night, Max. Good night, the Vincenzo.